Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. The Fairweather Podcast is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Hi! We're here! Hey! DJ Allen, 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 Allen. Hey, hold on, hold on. I can do this. This better? I can do yeah, some yeah. DJing. <laughs> like multiple keyboards. Yeah. So I don't want to embarrass myself. And another one. And another, and another one. one. <laughs> uh, no, there's only one DJ in the loyal family. Well, there might be more, but oh. you know, I can't. I can't tease DJs because AV is a good one. So. <laughs> But and my my headphones only spin part of the way. Otherwise, I do like the whole like I can do this one. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just need to go ahead and uh, dip them in the gold and uh, wear them around your neck. One change. True. Chain you out, I could. Sir. I could. I could. Although I would lose this like beautiful dark green color that they like. I chose them specifically as my podcasting headphones because oh. they're dark green. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Matchy matchy, look at me. I'm fancy. Wow, I thought maybe you chose that as like was wasn't like the Tottenham uh, third jersey, the green. Just Why would he choose the Tottenham jersey? Because he might as well. Oh dang! Oh, yeah, I lost a lot. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Hey, you know it's what? Fine. You know, I'm I'm right there in the same boat with you. Just one, <laughs> just one goal less. Right. That's why I never really. I do talk some trash, but it's like. As soon as I do, I'm like, ah, oh, this is going to come back. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. And it almost always does. <laughs> like, almost literally, like literally in the next game. Yep. Well, we're back together, all three of us, for the first time. It's been a minute. It's how are you, a minute. How are we doing? I'm, Chris, what are we drinking? Yeah, what are you drinking? Well, you know, shout out to... Uh, what is it? The uh, oh man, I, what did I tell you? It was shout out to the the Richmond Kickers supporters group. Nice for having these BLM armbands for nice. a bit of a fundraiser. Um, I was able to get a bunch of these. So tonight, because I don't have one of those really cool San Diego loyal koozies that I was told that I would I'd be getting. Um, by by, I think it was Drew. He said he would break it in for me, or Jerry, one of the two. Um, I'm, I'm rocking it as a koozie. But what I'm having tonight, some of y'all in in San Diego may actually know. You might be trying to get your, you might have tried to get your hands on it, and chances are you you missed out, or you had one too. But I've got the uh, White Pony Edition IPA from Belching Beaver. It is the it is celebrating the 20th anniversary of White Pony by Deftones. So nice. that's what I'm having tonight. Sweet. Yes. Nice. I'm drinking some lovely, cool pre-beer. And that is the sound of enjoyment. Nice. nice. And I'm having a Truly, Ooh. which is very, very rare for me. I'm, I'm a White Claw person. But right? uh, I Truly like... Trader. 
I like the flavor of this one, watermelon and kiwi. So I thought that was like, yeah. So I'm excited. I have one here and one here for back. Oh, oh, double fisting. Yes. Good. Uh, So, um, yeah. Uh, some positive, well, almost positive things. Uh, John Kempen is literally hundreds of a point away from winning the Golden Glove. Uh, I believe he missed it by four one hundredths of a percentage point. Um, say percentage point. Uh, I sent him a message saying he will always be our Golden Glove winner. Um, this is a statistical category. I believe a guy from Pittsburgh won. Danny Vidiello. Yeah. From like- Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Solid keeper, but I mean, meh. No, he's a sol- he's a he's a solid keeper, man. Yeah, but he's no John Kempen. I mean, come on, no guys got to get guys got a good story. But yeah, yeah, I mean, he's not John Kempen, but he's been the number two guy behind guys, and he finally got yeah. to be the number one guy. No, for sure. And I know there was a lot of the guys in that golden bo- golden boot golden glove race uh, that were had those really fun stories. Uh, a lot of really good dudes this year getting some love out there. Uh, so congratulations to him. Uh, Solomon Asante wins uh, assists again, um, and then somebody wins Golden Boot, and um, we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, yeah. mm. There's some reports going around. I saw this unconfirmed, I guess. It was um, on a Twitter account that was in Spanish. Uh, says that Yair Jean, I'm not even going to try to read it in Spanish because that would be insulting, uh, does not continue in San Diego Loyal, uh, said goodbye and left for Atlanta for a test. Um, so if that is true, um, best wishes to Yair, um, and hopefully he ends up someplace somewhere nice so we can watch him continue to play the beautiful game. Any thoughts on Yair Jean leaving? No. Perfect. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Wish him well. Thank you. Thank you for your service. And uh, right, obviously, some of the loanees are going back. There's a really cool video um, tribute to uh, Miguel Berry. Um, I don't know why I said that. He was French. Miguel Berry. Um, there's a nice little video. Uh, mm-hmm. Is this kind of the time of the year where people are starting to kind of go back on their loans? And um, we won't hear about some of the permanent players till later. But uh, as those loanees uh, leave the team, we wish them the best. Uh, Super exciting to have them, and it was great. Um, they made a huge impact later in the season. And the last thing we're going to talk about before we dig into the week that was is um, so the plastics. Um, the plastics. Uh, if you don't know who the plastics are, um, look them up. They're a fun group of folks. Um, Marista, do you want to give a little bit of backstory on? the plastics for our listeners yeah so the plastics uh from what i know is uh you know that's a group of ladies that are uh, very much uh trying to be uh highlight the stories of women in soccer trans in soccer basically anyone you know the non-traditional what you would be a fan you know they really help uh push the game in those different avenues and uh they tweeted out um there was a soccer thread going around, uh, I think, a couple days. It was over the weekend, I think. Uh, add more women to your soccer podcast. Um, but then it turned into something, you know, like tokenizing them. Like, oh, let's just get a woman on. Um, 
you know, that conversation happened. And, you know, there's a lot of things that revolve around that that I think deserves its own show, which hopefully, you know, I talked to Meredith, a couple um, who's one of the women who's involved in this. I talked to her like a few minutes ago and she said that she'd love to come on and, and elaborate on that. So, you know, definitely check them out. Uh, but they were highlighting some women in soccer podcast uh, today, actually earlier today and showed some love. And I was uh, super grateful for that. Cause you know, when, when you don't ask for it, when you don't ask for a like tweet or shout us out or can you give us some love and then you get it like my heart is just full especially after the week that i've had so you know nice. yeah right um yeah they're they're on twitter at the plastics <laughs> underscore sg uh, right. kind of a uh they work and coordinate with other supporters groups as well um, I know they've recently uh, said that they're working with the uh, the curse out in New Mexico. Uh, we really encourage you to follow them on the Twitters. Uh, they are pretty outspoken uh, and um, and in a uh, fantastically engaging way. Um, they're unapologetic about who they are, and we mm -hmm. absolutely love them. And I th I even think like one of your shout outs came from. Um, was it the guy from Orange County? Yeah. It yeah, was. that was the part was uh it was from I think it was from Chad. Yeah, Chad yeah. um he does the social media and PR for the Orange County Soccer Club. So mm -hmm. for him to kind of shout you out uh was kind of a cool thing. I was like, hey, look at that. He's yeah. been in our comment section a few times. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Um I do yeah. have a scarf from the plastics, which uh, I should have grabbed, but it's in my closet back there. Let's see it. Go get it. Well, I maybe I, I, I want to. I want to see. I want to see it. <laughs> okay, I'm, trying, I'm, it I'm trying to buy it right now. I'll pull it out, and once we do like a solo, so I can like take myself off the screen or something. Okay, <laughs> I mean, because you know that that makes I mean, all the difference. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful scarf. It's pink and black, and you know, I I want to. I look forward to the day that where I could wear it. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's cooler today, which we didn't really talk about the weather in the beginning. But <laughs> we've been whining about the heat like the last couple episodes. But uh, right, it's cool. It's cool today, and it's it's nice and pleasant. Yeah. Oh. Would you even say fair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dad joke, man. Um, so yeah, it's always it's always nice to um, see some love uh, passed around. Uh, and it's particularly from uh, that supporters group. Uh, they kind of have their pulse along a lot of things. Uh, mm -hmm. So we'll be excited to bring them in and chat with them and um, kind of highlight the work that they do because uh, we are all about highlighting people who do good work. Um, yeah. Anything else before we move into... Uh, the week that was, it feels like a month ago, but I, you know, when you said like, it's been a week, I was like, what? Like, seriously, <laughs> like, it feels like it's been so long, but, uh, yeah, we can definitely dive right in. Yeah. I think last week I was talking to somebody, I said, man, it's a week. And he was like, it's Tuesday. And I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> Monday was a week. Tuesday was a week. <laughs> Damn, so he took you literal, man. <laughs> right. It's been a week, and he's like, it's been two days. And I was like, it has been. You're right, it is correct. Um, so we had a game a week ago. Well, 
half of a, a week game. And a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a week and a day. Um, before we get into um, the obvious uh, conversation, uh, I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about that first half. Like, it, I think that's what sometimes even Ollie's super excited about it. Mm. Um, let's talk about that first half. I think it gets a little bit overlooked based on what happened in the second or at the end of the first half. But let's talk about that first half. Um, Chris, we haven't heard from you in a minute. Uh, you get a chance to uh, remind yourself what happened last month. I mean, last week. Uh, <laughs> last month. I mean, <laughs> wasn't it last month? It was the 30th, right? I mean, I guess. I think. Yeah. I think. Let me pull up. Let me yeah, pull up. Yeah. Oh, look at that. It was. So you're right. Technically wow. correct. I was dad joke correct when I said yes. last month. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what stood out to you about the, the one half of soccer that we actually got to see? I mean, okay, Rubin is like the real deal, dude. For for that's one. Um, you know, when it when it comes down to is for me, I guess what really sticks out is that San Diego was able to command another match, and and I think that the thing with with Phoenix when it comes to San Diego at this matchup is like, you know, San Diego obviously figured out what they needed to do. Like after that very first match, you know, you go to the second match and it's like definitely like all San Diego for the most part, you know, given the fact with the the uh, the ball hitting the ref, so to say. And then you get to this third one. And I mean, you know, San Diego was comfortably in charge there in the lead. I, I think my lasting impression is that we did not expect San Diego to be winning that match before the two matches happened. We had a different sort of honest framework for the last four matches. We thought the best we could get was maybe a point off of each. So the fact that they were in, in the lead sticks out to me the most, but the new addition, uh, Rubin, you know, having another stellar match after the first one is like a really big deal, you know, and they, they're playing good, man. Like, this is completely a different San, uh, San Diego team. Uh, give them another, um, give them another seventeen matches, and I honestly think that they'd be in the top half of the table. Yeah, yeah. And Marissa and I were both were both there. Uh, Marissa, what did you pick up, um, kind of, in the moment during the match? Um. I feel like, you know, um, our stars, well, like my, one of my favorites, uh, Jack Metcalf, shout out to Jack Metcalf. I don't know if he listens, but he retweets some of our stuff. So I think he might listen to us. Shout um, out to Jack Metcalf. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's been way more like utilized, uh, with the attacking, uh, weapons that we've gotten. So I'm really happy that he's now making more of an impact. I believe like those crosses into the middle are like, sweet fucking love it um but it just looks fluid like it there it doesn't look disjointed like i feel like it did for the first few matches when we weren't doing anything up at the top so that was my main takeaway i mean obviously the other stuff happened so it's kind of hard to like remember and like you know jog my memory of that but what did right. you think 
Uh, well, I mean, Jack Metcalf gets assists on both first goals, first two mm-hmm. goals of the match, the Miguel Berry and the uh, first Rubin. So, I mean, he's right there in the in the thick of it. Um, there are no, like, I don't even think USL put out highlights for this match. So even if you wanted to go back and watch some of the highlights, uh, you're going to have to piece them together through social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, you know, Chris was right, I think, the first match, I think they were respected Phoenix too much. I think they kind of backed off. They did. They kind of sat back. They were really disconnected from the attack. And some of that came from just the people they had on the pitch. We just didn't have the quality of players like a Alejandro Guido, a Rubio Rubin, a Miguel Berry. We had some of the pieces, but not all of them. And then I think once we got some of those pieces in, it was like, no, we, we're going to take it to Phoenix. And they were very aggressive. And they were the aggressive. We're like, we're going to hold on to more possession. We're going to outshoot you. We're going to outscore you. And I think um, when we, you look back at those two matches, I think that's the one thing we're taking away is San Diego Loyal in the last six matches looked like the team that they were supposed to be during preseason. I think I said this the last time, like those first couple preseason matches were like, Oh, this is going to be offensive. Yeah. They're going to be a little bit defensive, but they're going to take, they're going to go after teams. They're going to get those three points at home. They felt super aggressive. And then kind of the wheels fell off in the middle of the season where they didn't really look confident. Mm-hmm. Um, but these, those last Phoenix matches, I mean, they took it to them. Like statistically, it's like nine, a 60% possession, uh, nine shots to six, five on target to four. Like they were taking the game to them and they were taking advantage of those opportunities. And it was just like, what is happening? Both games are like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know Sam Stanton gets one back in the 45th, but holy cow, that free kick in the, in stoppage time. Rubio mm-hmm. Rubin's free kick was. Like, oh, yeah. Beauty. The way. <laughs> Can I can I say the way he beat Dick is that appropriate because the goalkeeper? I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying anything inappropriate, right? It really like, was hard to like not do the puns. Like seriously, I'm like uh, yeah. I have to be like okay, member of the media, sure. Yep. But okay. The way he like puts that ball on the outside of the post and it looks the keeper looks like he has it covered and all of a yeah. sudden it's just around his hand like just. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thing of just absolute beauty mm-hmm. and i think that was the thing that was like all right phoenix is coming back is this going to be another one of those like we just have to hold on and when that goal went in it was just like dagger that's a dagger yeah. like, that is a dagger like they feel better and then nope we're going to take it right away from you and i thought that was important mm-hmm. i think it could have been six one dude oh, yeah man. yeah that um, was right when like everything I mean I, I don't I watched the repeat play two times. That was mm-hmm. right when everything kind of started. Um with you know, I don't know if we're going there yet, but I uh, think we're going there. Don't yeah. I think we're going there. The, the yeah. elephant in the room. Yeah, well, like I mean, if you watch it, I heard I saw something on Twitter like about you know what the hell happened. Obviously, Alan and I were there, so we didn't know. Like, we just saw Colin really upset. The players upset. Like, okay, what happened? What happened? So you'd look back, and it was the 51st minute, which is like, what the fuck anyways? Like, why was it so much extra time? But, um, yeah, you could see Colin, like, kind of, like, 
what's up with your guy? Like he goes like this to like the other what contour, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, what, what, what up? And he's like, I don't know, I don't know, you know, like, just leave him alone. So like, yeah, I was, I'm like sad that I missed that part, but it's also like it makes sense, you know, of what happened after down at the other end, you know, when they had the all that crap going on. So yeah, Darren and Jordan talked about this on Unnamed, and I was mm-hmm. surprised how how i don't say how little they knew but like i feel at the middle part of their story when they're trying to figure it out like the people on our side had already figured out what had happened because we had the benefit of colin coming toward our direction and you could hear that conversation where we were i don't i mean there's no way uh darren and jordan could have heard it so i was like i was waiting we were waiting for like announcements like Mm-hmm. Are, are they gonna is it a red card is it not is a red card is it, are they waving not we're like waiting because they you know you have walkie talkies going back and forth and it's like mm-hmm. they might know more than us but like they hear jordan tell about it like they were completely in the dark because no one was saying anything to each other but it was pretty clear from early on that there was uh colin martin had come over to the official and was like hey you know i'm not this is what he called me and at that moment it was like Landon was like, nope, we're walking off. We're done. We're done. If This is not happening again. And he goes out on the pitch and we're like, okay, Dan- Donovan's going on the pitch. Like this is, I have yeah. never seen anything like this. No. Anything. Yeah. Um, and and he some colorful language. He's, this is not effing happening again. Like I'm not, not after last week and, and rightly so, you know, um, I was just was- like, go ahead. There was still some confusion over who exactly it was being accused of, because uh, that was a little bit unclear. Um, yeah. I think even on social media, Chris, you were saying that you saw some stuff involving. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, no. Oh, I mean, yeah, like you know, from my vantage point, watching it, it was, you know, and and trying to understand what was happening, it was just a little bit of okay, like, well, you know, who was it? Like, I mean. You know, it, was it Santi? Because, I mean, like, you know, Donovan looked like he was talking to Santi more for a minute. I mean, the camera angles only show so much. Do you know what I mean? So you guys being there get to see, you know, more of it, how it develops, uh, so to say. Right. Yeah. And I, I think there were some, you know, obviously some conversations going back and forth between, you know, the Phoenix players because we were behind the Phoenix bench. We weren't in front of... As previous game, we were more by the loyal bench, which is where I, I would prefer to be because you yeah. can hear the coaches talking and I'm more focused on what the loyal are doing or, sorry, focused on loyal are doing. The lo- I don't know how that works. It, it could be the loyal. Yeah. Ooh, no, man. There's no fub before this. Uh, so we, we were – I was actually, like, trying to figure things out by the way that Phoenix players were reacting – and the GM was over by us and he was already on the phone and talking about we need to make statements and like it was utter chaos. Like um, Darren talks about, um, you know, a couple people were there to, I forget the player right now, um, who was there to explain what was happening. Uh, him and Warren went over to the Phoenix, like GM and owner that were there and had a discussion during halftime. Like they were He's sitting glad. down and talking to each other. So it was clear that there were some, definite issues um and some definite um conversations being had 
And so you're just like, this is serious. Like we knew this was serious. Um, and when they walked back on, we figured, I was like, all right, Colin's walking down, Landon's walking down. He didn't get a red card and he should have. I guess we're playing yeah. and everything's good. Yeah, that was really confusing. I was like, okay, what happened? No updates, no nothing. Like, we're just like, okay. And we don't have access to the stream. I'm like refreshing Twitter. Like, what happened? I mean, everyone at home watching the stream, you know? Well, so. I mean, like, you know, I was distracted by two things during this. Like, I'm distracted by one, like, okay, apparently, you know, someone said, you know, a slur, right? So there's that. And then... I'm distracted by like Phoenix fans that have gone out to the match that was not an open stadium, right? It was closed still. Yes. Um, and they were upset because they took like the security there told them they had to go across the street to watch the match. So like two things are happening and they're getting upset about that. So I'm thinking, okay, what does that got to do with what's happening on the pitch, right? And then, of course, then they're commenting on what's happening on the pitch, and it's like they're seeing they're seeing Landon going on the pitch, and they're focused so much on the technical rules of football as far as oh well, he should be carded, like, and so that's the whole narrative online, not realizing that it had to do with something being spoken because, of course, you know. Chances are, I don't know how many of them were listening to the broadcast as well until they were. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what, well, well, that's another story. Why, why they even come when we have closed games anyways, but whatever. I mean, that's <laughs> definitely a good topic because, you know, like that's the reason why the things are, you know, we're trying to keep the transmission down. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's also California, like that basically California is like closed on these things, especially, <laughs> yeah. and we play at a school, like what, you know, like even yeah. worse, you know, it's not. Well, really I, know, but, I know Ashley was there as a photographer, so yes, I, shout out and, to Ashley. And I'm sure she was put in an awkward position of being like the one Phoenix person, not really associated with the team that was there that people are trying to engage with. And I think she was in the middle of a bunch of stuff and she drove out herself with her mom and I'm like, oh, I feel terrible. Cause like this is, and like we, I think I stood there in the stadium, like people left. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah I, guess. I, I understand her position there and that's totally cool. It, it, you get a chance to go out. I mean, you know, in that regard, but like right. full on go out and expect to do what you do in your own city, you know, just kind of being out there like uninvited, so to say. Yeah, we, personally, I'm thinking like you ought to just kick it back at home. And then like the conversations that happen happen in between when the uh, you know eventual finish of their investigation to like from the moment the game ends to the official investigation, it was just like a tornado of especially around the stadium. Right afterwards, it was like, hey, we think we caught someone saying something on video, um, and then. The video you had was, you know, Rick Schantz and Landon talking, but you had the commentary over it. So it was really unclear about what was happening and who said what when. But when that unedited or the edited version was just the two of them, that was kind of heartbreaking to hear. And uh, Rick Schantz is 
subsequently come out and apologized, and some people are okay with it. Some people are still mad. Um, has he has he apologized to Landon for, um, for questioning how long he's been in soccer? I don't know <laughs> if he's questioned Landon or apologized Landon. I know he's reached out to Colin Martin, um, and Colin Martin, of course, has been absolutely gracious about his time. Um, same thing with Elijah Martin the week before. Um, I mean, my personal opinion is I don't think that's enough consequences for him just to put on an apology and do some like courses. Like, I, I think people are demanding that something else happen. Um, and I'm kind of stuck with Rick Shantz. Um, I, I mean, okay, sorry to interrupt you, bro. No, you're fine. You know, I'm more curious to know, okay, how did the actual conversation go with Sean and Martin? Just because, like, you know, people could be like, yeah, we talked. And it's, you know, he he was totally good with it. And, you know, but the actual transgression of the uh, the actual, like, dialogue of the conversation could have been something that wasn't it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like kind of like the uh, the equivalent of, like, of mansplaining, if you will. Like, in this situation where a dude's like gonna almost like try to tell him how he's feeling and try to you know and try to talk you know you know the thing that that people do when they aren't really listening to you and they're just talking it's like they aren't really honing in on what the actual root was the actual thing that caused the hurt they just kind of focused on the finished product and how they can just kind of unexecute that and i just wonder what the actual thing is because I feel like so much gets summarized in, in journalism, if you will. Yeah, yeah um, I sorry. Um, go ahead. I imagine, you know, um, you know, it's we're saying it's a long week for us, but I imagine it's much longer week for Colin um and everyone on Loyal. So my hope is that it actually does come out and and he, he can talk about it more freely. Um what happened, you know, what, not necessarily what happened, but just the impact of it, the conversations he's had. I'm sure he's had plenty of conversations with people that are not Rick Schantz or Landon Donovan or his teammates. Um, so, you know, luckily we do have, you know, ability to potentially talk to him in the future. And, and I look forward to that because I think you, the more conversations you have, the more impact you can make. And, um, I'm happy that Colin is on our squad to be able to, you know, provide that outlet, you know, or, you know, just, I'm just proud. You know, I think that's the word I, wa I wanted to say, you know, it's like, I'm proud that we are, you know, he's on our squad and it, you know, we're not on the other side. <laughs> I'll just say that, you know, it sucks though. I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Judge and I think I <laughs> but you know, I think it's a good shout too. Is I think in both this discussion and the discussion last week is you sometimes lose who this should be centered around, and um, both with the use of the N word and this word this week is you know it's so much focused on Shantz and Flemings that sometimes we lose like who is the real victim here, um, and as a and it's amazing how. Elijah and Colin have both carried themselves through all of this and have been very consistent. Like we're not calling for their jobs and you might disagree with that. And that's great. Like you can have that opinion and that is a very valid opinion that 
these two gentlemen should not be involved in USL soccer anymore. And if they want to go get jobs, they can go somewhere else and we don't want anything to do with them. That is a very valid, and I don't want to invalidate that, but Colin and Elijah have both come out and said, hey, we forgive them. We're not here trying to ruin people's lives. We're just asking for some sort of consequence and having them being held accountable for their actions. And that might not be you get cut, you get fired. But I think right now, like six games feels like a slap on the wrist. And with Rick Sean, it's like, where is kind of that holding someone accountable for the action? Like, yeah, it's great that you're going to go take a class, but like I take a class to get out of a speeding ticket. Yeah. Like, but did, did he, like, I know that probably like the comms director wrote that. Like, I mean, honestly, that look like, it's kind of it's a it's a it's a weird place to be because you read the statement and it's great but like you know you watch the clips of Bobby Dolly and the press conference and he like verbatim like kind of knew like like I mean I felt like he kind of like did he suggest I'm not asking did he suggest these things to Sean's like hey these are some things you can do because then we'll be able to evaluate that that it's authentic. Like, I mean, how does, and th- these are open-ended questions, but how does Shantz to come up with these things by himself all of a sudden, you know, for someone who can't figure out an unconscious and conscious bias, like, Hey, I'm going to reach out to the community and they're going to help me find these things that I can't find myself, but, but he's able to, come up with a concise plan on how to rehabilitate himself by himself. Like I, I feel like there was some, there's more in developing that plan. And I felt like that was missing. Yeah. I also would say like, those things are great, but maybe you shouldn't be on the touchline of a soccer pitch until like you have shown that you've been able to do these things. And I think of the two men that are involved in this, Rick Shantz has been the closest to say I've done wrong and I am sorry versus Junior Flemings who as of right now it's hey I said it but I didn't direct it at him which doesn't matter like it doesn't matter like you like so okay saying that to Landon Donovan I think Evan Valella was like saying that to Landon Donovan's okay then like no mm-hmm. like if this was the this was any other like a racial derogatory term people would be like oh i mean i said it but i didn't direct it at you i'm like i think i tweeted like this is this literally the scene from romeo and juliet about biting your thumb it's like do you bite your thumb well yeah i bite my thumb am i legally protected here no okay well then i bite my thumb but not at you it's like that doesn't make it better that doesn't right. make it better right. and i think that's that's the point it's like i'm stuck on yes people should have a path to redemption um, and we should allow that to exist. And some of that isn't up to us what that is. And if we're okay with that, I think that's you know, Phoenix fans. I think that's the LGBTQ community. Like, I'm not going to speak for them and say, well, if you check these boxes, I'm good. Like, that's not my decision to make. And mm-hmm. I think what really irks me is that Fleming's and the answers that the GM came out with is like, well, we'll reevaluate. We're, he's our, he's on contract on November 30th and we'll reevaluate like someone who's not even remorseful for their actions and you're still opening the door to reevaluation like no as soon as there's no remorse 
sorry, I don't want you on my team anymore. Like if you're not going to come and say I did wrong and I'm sorry and hey, I'm going to be better and have that conversation with teammates and the community is one thing. But if you're not ever going to take responsibility for your actions, I'm sorry. Like until that happens, bye. Like, so, so along that line, I mean, that's why I don't understand like not calling for a dude's job, to be honest with you, because like you can still be in his life. You can still give him tools and rehabilitate him. And you can still do all that with him not being under contract on your team too. Like if it's, if it's genuine, you'll obviously do it without the fact that he's, you know, still contracted to you. But the fact that he is, I don't know, you know, obviously it, 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 you know, the GM's comment sounds like, well, they, they know him so well, but yet we can't get an answer to that question. Um, it also but, took them like forever to to post anything about this, which is like what like I was there, okay? Like the I don't know, I think it was the GM, but he was like, when this was all happening, he was like, I need we need to make a statement. Let's write a statement right now. Let's like he was walking up the stairs saying that. I don't know who it was, but it was someone in their management. And I was just like, How do you even make a statement? You don't even know what's going on. Like what is wrong, you know? Like it was just weird. It just it really seemed weird. like yeah, I feel you on that. Cause honestly, like it seemed like the whole I mean, we've talked about this online, like nobody mm -hmm. was above reproach, right? Like it at the very site, at the very instant the point that there was even an issue, like for the better of the situation, knowing that the league has a league wide awareness towards homophobia and racism player comes off okay finish out the match coach shots gets a statement from the player maybe if he's dealt with that before gets statements from the rest of his locker room coordinates with landon hey what'd you guys get the two of them report the incident to the league so therefore they're responsible as head coaches or at least through their management so that it doesn't get out any other way or at least they can try to you know, control what's happening, so to say, call the league, you know, do what the league needs them to do, urge for uh, investigation, right? Like these are, you know, like I'm sure these, both of these men have been in other, other, um, they've been employed in other places or that, you know, they have at least dealt with management inquiries on some level before, you know what I'm saying? Like it, you get all your facts, go ahead, Dylan. I mean, to be fair, Landon never answered how long he's been in soccer, so we're not sure if he was if he was able to answer that question because we never got the answer how long Landon Donovan's been in soccer before. <laughs> right. Well, maybe maybe he meant how long have you been in USL soccer? Maybe that was the question. He might have. He might have just you know. But I mean, still, like it 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 just baffles me, right? And then like. Mm -hmm. You, you get this guy Bobby Dooley on the on the camera, and I mean, maybe he was maybe he was picking his words wisely, or he wasn't prepared yeah. for very direct questions about the matter. Because usually in these press conferences, no one wants to ask the obvious because most people in the room aren't asking the obvious. They're just getting their sound bites about, oh, is this match a rivalry, or oh, like, hey, so tell me about this upcoming week. Like most people are totally not going to press because they're not, you know, people in the media like us where we're trying to get our listeners or our readers, you know, every little P 
piece of like the pie that they're not going to get, you know? So then he's answering these questions. Right. And I start to feel like, okay, I think Bobby Dooley wrote this statement about Chance's recovery plan. And then he answers another question. And I'm like, okay, like um, Bobby Dooley's now creating this sort of narrative that the, the USL's um, investigation seems to n- not be as integral as it was. And he said something, but to nobody in the open air, near an openly gay player like that's just trippy to me like i don't know how you do this yeah i mean alan and i were talking about this before about his you know his statement and his comments like definitely i feel like this is not over there's gonna be some lawsuits and i think he just has to take the fit plead the fifth and just be like vanilla vanilla that that was his like uh you know what his I guess his attorneys or whatever, like I've told him to do, which I understand, but delete, I also, it's one of your accounts. it just sucks. You know, it sucks because I think, you know, the fact that playoffs are coming up and like, you know, a lot of, it's still like a fluid situation. Like we want answers. We want to know what's going on. And um, we don't, we only know what the investigation says and what other people are saying. I mean, uh, that's where I come from. I don't know. What about you? So Alan, Yep. <laughs> Obviously, Junior Flemings wins the Golden Boot Award. The USL, yep. the USL mentions, or sorry, doesn't really give any sort of. Uh, no, there was no graphic in there. All you had was Golden Glove and um, the assist title to Asante. You got a mention of Junior Flemings and somewhere in the release talking about how many uh, goals he got. My first reaction to that. First off, I thought it was just Phoenix because, you know, Phoenix posted it and they didn't really mention Asante. And I thought, all right, dude, you're not going to sit here and skirt the issue about um, about the fact that he won it. Like, just kind of we're just going to slide it under because we don't want all these people to blow up our Twitter about this award. Right. So I'm like, OK, so then I get into the actual release and the USL has done the same thing. And I'm thinking, OK, like, do they, did they think that? the best thing was we're just not going to mention that he won the award, but I mean, like that's where I think it gets shifty because you, you as a league need to address, you need, now you need to address that because now you're not acknowledging him in some way, you know, yeah. A couple days earlier, you kind of address the penalty. If the penalty is in place, like he's been suspended. Okay. So then that is that, so then get back to what you do as a league and you should properly, probably represent the people who win the categories. If you're going to not show him, then maybe you ought to think about taking it away. You know what I mean? Cause now it's, it's just not proper the way what they're doing. It's just, it's, it's shady. It's shady. Yeah. I think there's, there's two points in there. One is, um, no one who was writing rules would ever think that the best player in the league would ever do this two weeks before the end of the season or a week before the end of the season. Like mm-hmm. if you're writing out rules, you're like, Hey, should we put a clause in here where if this guy's a real POS that we don't give him the word, like that's not really anything. I think anyone writing rules would come up with, right? Like if he says something bad or if he gets suspended for X, I don't think that's anything in the rules. 
And I think this is what it goes back to is with like the points and all of that shenanigans is no one thought about it because no one in positions to make those rules have probably experienced that. So it's not something that they thought they'd have to prepare for that a team would walk off a pitch because someone said something derogatory or demeaning toward another person for who they were. So no one ever thought that that would have to be a thing that was thought about. So you don't make a rule to allow you to pull that win off or to give away or to pull back an award. Um, And so it's like, if there's no mechanism, can a league, I mean, the league might be able to do that, but then you get into people, like if points get taken away and then you get into courts and of, of sport and reviewing things. And now you have playoffs coming. So the league doesn't want to get into that. So they just like, all right, we're just going to do what we can with the rules we have. So it's like, well, let's reinvestigate those rules and they're going to do that. And hopefully they come out with something that isn't terrible. And then on the flip side Mm -hmm. of that, if junior Flemings was a second team guy, are we even talking about this right now? Because like Omar Antaveras, he might just get cut, but because he's this, you know, the golden boot winner, the team doesn't want to walk away from that talent and that investment. And so now they're talking like they're trying to like, Oh, let's see how far we can go and what we can get away with. And maybe if we don't talk about it for a month, it'll blow over and everyone will forget. Not only the team, the league, man. Like you got to think yeah. like that. That guy right there is gonna. He gives the USL credibility because of his talent level in the USL. And dude, how how the USL has been around for a while? How do they not have even a contingency about like, look, you cannot be eligible for awards if you have you know, suspensions or a certain, if you have certain infractions imposed upon you, like that's a caveat. And then, and then the other thing that makes me, the thing that you sparked in me just now is, but, but Alan, Jake Edwards is okay with peaceful protest. He had no idea that that peaceful protest would be a team walking off of a pitch you know, or the week before deciding publicly amongst America that they were going to forfeit a point. You know what I mean? Like he's okay with, you know, sending out the team armbands or T-shirts and things like that. You know, that was within his, his you know, within his his realm of what was okay. But, you know, it's, Cause that's, it's bigger cause that, than him. Because that's comfortable. Yeah. Wearing t-shirts and armbands is comfortable. That doesn't make anyone like kneeling. Maybe there's a little conversation there, but you know, walking off a pitch makes people uncomfortable and people are like, well, I don't know. the other thing I'm going to say is I don't know the racial makeup of the rules committee in USL, but mm-hmm. seeing the people who are hired and in charge. Um, and I think, um, I think it was uh, Jason, I think put this out like, how many people who are writing and covering the league at the league office are people of color? Very good question. And that's a, that's a good question, actually. What is the the uh, ethnic makeup or racial makeup of the rules committee? Because you ask, how did they never think about this before? 
I've never had someone call me a racist name playing a sport before. I've never had someone call me some, some type of homophobic slur before. So those aren't my reality. So why would I even think that that would happen? Because, right. I mean, I don't want to self-promote, but I did a, a question and answer with the Black Players uh, but you Alliance of the USL. But, yeah. like... <laughs> And, but it's not here's here's what I'll say. If you if you read their responses and why they didn't react to racism when they were younger, it's eye-opening. I was the only black player on the team. I felt alone. I couldn't say anything because then they would harass me more. Like we have to make sure that people who are in those rooms to make those decisions have those life experiences. So when we're like, hey, should we put some things in here that maybe says, I don't know, if someone is suspended for saying X, Y, and Z or breaking these rules, maybe they wouldn't be eligible, but no one's thinking about that because no one thinks that those things are prevalent in the game. I'm just waiting for the new United generic hashed or slogan. Uh, was it going to be United against foul and abusive language? Cause I mean, we are talking about homophobic slurs, not about foul and abusive language. Like, you know what I mean? I have a bone of contention with that because I was reading somewhere how these leagues have created their own little hashtags against racism instead of just, you know, sticking with the comfortable Black Lives Matter hashtags. They just kind of eradicated that whole thing and created something like blank against racism. And so that's how they figured out how to how to, uh, you know, how to still say it without saying it. And I just feel like to come out with a, a post about foul and abusive language when we all know what it is, just tells me that the league is weak. Just going to say it. Yeah, I think it's up to, I mean, but it's up to people who have voices who have that ability to put pressure on the league, to put pressure on the league. And I mean, let's be honest. Like, I don't feel they've been challenged up until this year. And, and that's a good thing. Like, I feel like if there's no change from this point on, then I have like, okay, this is like huge because all I know about the league is very community focused, like very people focused. Like that's my experience. And now with everything happening this year, I'm not going to say that they're excused from this, but if they, I like logistically, like, can we get everyone together? I don't know. Like, I don't know what their policy thing is like, but if they don't do anything now, then I'm going to be like, dude, what the season happened, everything in sports happened this year. Like, and thankfully sports has been at the forefront of all of these issues to be able to make change. So can they change? We'll, well see. It, and then, I, mean, I don't know if they could do that mid season. Like I have no. Well, and along, and along those lines, Marissa, um, the league announced that they were going to create a, um, what, like an initiative more or less to get, uh, what, what were they calling it, Alan? But what was the actual kind of idea of it? It's like a. Uh... So I think it's like a actual thing, uh, actual company that does. It's like the Institute for Sports and Social Justice. It's like an actual like entity that deals and um, works with those ideas, and they're making their coaches and players go through like this. Um, I don't say workshop because that sounds like. We're gonna get name tags and go hang out in a convention hall and not really but pay it, attention. But but it sounds it's it's it, it's not just is it just was it strictly focused on LGBTQ awareness or was it 
also for like racism too because like uh, the reason why it kind of i it pops up in my mind is like you know of course like the president of the united states at some point try to come out and speak against um you know like racial trainings right like because uh against you know against racial trainings and try to like in workplaces and try to say oh well why does anyone need to be su subject to that it, it promotes divisiveness you know what i mean and so that's why i was wanting to double back and say was this particular initiative that the usl was rolling out was this one to cover racism and also homophobic slurs or was it mainly just focused on the homophobic or sorry the uh the slurs but focus on um the lgbtq community and if that was the focus where's the other one that's what i was trying to say yeah uh, trainings open dialogue regarding participant leadership on diversity and inclusion issues such as power and privilege the workplace impact of unconscious bias the power of language and symbolism intersectionality allyship among others okay. so it looks like it's going to be a, a pretty broad and this institute has been around for a couple decades uh, they've worked with a lot of different leagues um, and they're former athletes and people who've worked around sport to deal with it specifically in sport, which is nice to hear. Uh, the league has come out and said, we are going to put together a, um, uh, we're going to reevaluate the rules committee uh, and involve the players association and try to create a diverse group of people. And ultimately I think that's where we need to be hopeful about is just like on our roundtable when we talked about we want to create a diverse group of people in our franchise like the league i think needs to do a little bit better job of kind of creating diversity in coaching ranks in front offices in the league office because if i mean i can't speak to what it's like to be a black person in america or on a soccer pitch so we need to have folks that can speak to that writing rules to reflect their lived experiences um and there are some hopeful things on the horizon but again i mean hope is a dangerous word because like that doesn't actually mean rea uh results so that's why it's on people who have platforms to speak out about it to make sure we're holding them accountable and if they come out with rules and the rules are garbage we need to call it out hey these don't really do anything this is all yeah. lip service. Speak um, your truth, Marissa. I saw I saw that yep. that face. I need that. I need to hear the words. <laughs> I don't know. I'm 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 not a fan of the word hope. I'm a fan of I have faith that this this will change. So not hope that it will change, I have faith that it so it's different. It's a whole nother thing. That's like completely different like topic, which maybe we'll have a special episode on, but no. Like mm. uh yeah. Like, hope you have a good day. No, I have faith you have a good day. And this is not related to religion. It's just keep the faith. Let's not talk about that right now. This is the, that's the Marissa Magic Minute. I love it. <laughs> Which, you know, well, maybe we'll have a segment. I don't know. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to try to end on, you know, some, some positivity and um, I mean, just a plan of action and an ask yeah. and a positive ask at that. Cause it's like, yeah. if you just roll around in negativity, then that's where we stay. But it's like, let's focus on. Uh, positive Sorry. Things. I just have a visual of rolling around in negativity. <laughs> it looks like pig pen from yeah. Brown, right? Just all it's this like dirt everywhere. Crap and, you know, 
Yeah, everything, everything. Shit. But like, hey, yeah, sorry. But, but, no, <laughs> no, you're right. good. But I, I think that, you know, it's, it is. We could all say that we're we're going to be very interested to see um, the upgrades to the league um, from now through the off season and, and back again. That these things are important, and you know, I think that you know these are these are we should be concerned about them. We should want to see where things are, how things are going to develop, you know, and, and, and how important it is not the, my transition out of this is dang, can we see that scarf? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What a nice segue. I know you mentioned that you wanted me to like rock the scarf. Um, So here it is. And like, this totally wasn't planned with the pink. Like we were totally going to like shout out breast cancer awareness month, but you know, but you just did, so yeah. So like here, you can sit with us. With yeah. Us. Yeah. So shout out to the plastics again. That's dope. Um, What's on the flip side? Um, the plastics. I need to see all details. Yeah, I like that right there. I'm gonna need the. I need, I'm gonna. Need I the- love this. Like that. It's not like centered like hold on this part this part like it's like cut off which i love hold on i'm like this is like backwards (laughs) this is dope i like this like you see how it's like cut off like that's the end like yeah like it's like representative it's like we're not all perfect like it's like we have our cracks we have our like crookedness you know whatever like but we're here and you could sit with us so. Let's start with punk rock. Now, I hope that mm-hmm. if I'm somewhere where they're all sitting, that they would put that up because I'm usually rolling solo. So I'm looking for the invite to come and yeah. sit for reals. Yeah, I'm I'm a solo person too. I'm like a roamer, you know. Like I'll go to, I'll go over here to the locals, go say hi to the people that like have never been to a soccer match before, you know. Go sit with the plastics. We'll see. I mean, I show up with the extra beer, though. So, I mean, like, if you're welcoming me, if you're welcoming me to your crew, like, I definitely got a brew for you. So, I, I don't know. have I don't have beer, but, you know, you can form your own conclusions of what I might have. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, we had a lot of other things to talk about, but we're going to run yeah. out of time. So, we'll have to yeah. come back and do uh, some recaps of the season. Yeah. Uh, give the season grades. Uh, yes. We'll come up with the top three moments. Um, maybe we'll get some uh, Twitter polls or some stuff out there to grab some people's opinions on kind of their most memorable parts of the season. Uh, maybe a, a, a couple MVP votes. Um, yeah. And um, we were going to talk about who we want to root for in the playoffs, but um, I don't really, I don't really have anyone I want to root for. Um, yes. No, I, I just don't want two teams to win. That's it. <laughs> um, I, I need to hey, know who the other team is. <laughs> hey, dude, like Duke Wonder. Yes, we did talk about that. If you want to go watch our YouTube channel. Rewind. We just, yeah, we, that's, that's a good question. We just got 100 subscribers, which means we can customize our URL on YouTube. Ooh. So it's youtube.com slash fairweatherpodcast nice so yeah yeah we we talked through it uh we didn't really talk about whether or not we should have gotten three points because there's not really a point in that anymore because they aren't going to give it to us anyway um 
then um, we've been talking a lot about making a difference and how we make a difference and how we can have a change and how we can voice our opinions and make the future the way we want to make it. Uh, and it is voting season. Uh, so Ooh. yeah, make sure you, uh, um, are voting. There's plenty of information out there about all of the measures in San Diego. Um, all of the, uh, propositions that are out there. Um, and, uh, and yes, oh, on yeah, DK, DK came on. Boy, <laughs> DK came on. Yes, on E with the height limits. Um, and go out there and vote. Um, go out there and make a difference and put out uh, and back the people that you want to see leading um, your city and your state and your country. Um, this is what we can do. Uh, Duke says, did any mention taking care of on the field? Um, I think they talked about in the unnamed soccer podcast. You just want to go out there and beat people. But again, that's not our decision. Uh, the team voted, the team spoke. Um, and like I said, that's not for me to decide whether we want to play or not. That's up to the team. And you can have that opinion. Um, if you believe that they should have kept playing, that's a valid opinion. And you share that opinion. Yes. Uh, can't wait to hear. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> Um, yeah, we have a couple more podcasts coming, uh, and we will announce those as we schedule them. Uh, we have lots to talk about season ending awards. Um, and, um, yeah, I think that's where we want to leave off, uh, breast cancer awareness month. That's why everything's pink. Yeah. Um, so where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me at hashtag Marissa spelled out, not just the pound sign, you know, how about you, Chris, where can we find you? You could find me in Phoenix's mentions just playing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing, man. I love, I love, I love the regulars on Twitter. They know that. They know we, we are all friends, and it is all good for some banter. We love them. You know, I'll drink beers with anybody. So um, mm -hmm. you could find me at by Chris Walker on Twitter and Instagram. And Alan, where can we find you? Find me at A Underwood 48 on the Twitter machines. Uh, thanks to Roughneck Scarf, Icarus FC, um, stream by social, but streaming by social something. <laughs> live on social now. Yes, thank you. There you go. Uh, <laughs> thank you for those of us who, uh, those of you guys who keep make this podcast uh, and show uh, possible. And uh, we will see you next time, guys. Yeah, subscribe to YouTube. Bye. This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find other podcasts on bgn.fm. The Fairweather Podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.